Open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 6. We continue along in Hebrews chapter 6. Last week we looked at the first eight verses. This morning we're going to look at verse 9. And then next week we'll finish out the chapter. I want you to notice in Hebrews chapter 6, in verse 9 it says, But beloved, we are convinced of better things. So clearly he is referring back to some things and going forward with some things. So let's read from verse 1 um, through about verse 12. Therefore, leaving the elementary teaching about Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God, of instruction about washings and laying on of hands and of resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. For in the case of those who have once been enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come and then fallen away, it is impossible to renew them again to repentance since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For the ground that drinks the rain which often falls on it and brings forth vegetation useful to those for whose sake it is so tilled also receives a blessing from God. But if it yields thorns and thistles, it is worthless and close to being cursed and it ends up being burned. But, beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you and things that accompany salvation that we are speaking in this way. For God is not unjust so as to forget your work and the love which you have shown toward his name in having ministered and still ministering to the saints. And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence so as to realize the full assurance of hope until the end so that you will not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This morning, as I said, we want to look really at verse 9, and this is going to be just a little bit of uh, warning up front. This will be one of the most unique messages you'll ever hear me preach. Um, it'll be totally different than what you're used to, but I think that it will be a really worthwhile uh, time for us all as we take a look at this passage. We looked at the first eight verses last week and you can't help but notice as you read along here a change of tone when he gets to verse 8. Verses 1, or verse 9, excuse me. Verses 1 through 8, these are, these are verses and words of warning. Hey, pay attention to this. This is serious stuff. You need to watch out. And just in case you find yourself in this spot, well, beware that there may not be a return. There's not a return for you if you go that far. So don't go that far. And then in verse 9 he says, But beloved, we are convinced of better things for you. He changes his entire, entire tone. All of a sudden it's a loving appeal. And I want to remind you that Hebrews makes a lot of sense if we understand that, that this letter was written to a group and that it was a group of Jews and some of them were believing Jews and some of them were unbelieving Jews. And, and this letter was written to encourage and challenge and, and to help them understand that you need to, to leave the old behind, leave the Old Testament issues behind. Jesus is better. Everything about Jesus is better. And so he is constantly saying, look to Jesus, he's better. And every now and again in the letter, he will address those specific Jews that were unbelieving. And that's exactly what happened in the beginning of, her, of chapter 6. He said, I want to make sure that you unbelieving Jews understand something. This is serious stuff. Watch out. Respond today. And then in verse 9, 
he changes back again, if you will, to address specifically the believers in that group. And he says, beloved. The word beloved is never used in the Bible except of believers. You won't find it. It's clearly, he's, all, he's now changing and talking about those people that belong to Jesus Christ. His intended audience has changed right now. And what he says to them in verse 9 is, but beloved, we are convinced of better things for you. Better things. Be warned, unsaved. He says in this chapter, believers, there's better things for you. There are better things. And, and those better things are not only with hanging around with, with some of the things that the believers are struggling with, but those better things are listed in the New Testament. There are better things here. You need to understand that there are better things than what he talks about in the beginning of verse 1 and 2 and 8. He says, leaving the elementary teaching of Christ, there are better things. We don't need to rehash that anymore. We need to press on to maturity, he says. Let's not lay again a foundation of repentance from dead works and a faith toward God. We've covered that. There are better things for you. Let's not get hung up on instructions about washings and laying on of hands and the resurrection from the dead and eternal judgment. Those are the basis of Christianity. We've covered that. There are better things for you. In verse 8, he talks about the fact that you need to be careful that there aren't thorns and thistles that come up. There are better things. In verse 9, he says, The ground that drinks in the Word of God, it is tilled and ready, and it receives a blessing of God. Why? Because there are better things for you, believer. There are better things. I like the phrase in verse 9, But beloved, we are convinced of better things concerning you and the things that accompany salvation. There are better things. Better things. The soil of your heart, believer, is good soil. It's prepared soil. And the Bible says when there's good prepared soil, well, there's fruit. 30, 60, even 100 times more than what was planted because there are better things for the believer. Better things. Things that accompany salvation, he says. The discussion that he has in the beginning of chapter 6 there are those things that talk about here's what you need to know as you are finding out about Jesus and that you just got saved. You, you need to know some basic things. These are important things. But once you know these things, hey, there are a lot of better things that accompany salvation. You need to quit arguing about and dealing with and being stuck with these things and you need to move on to better things. You have been saved. You have been redeemed. You have been justified. You have been created brand new in Jesus Christ. You have been given the Holy Spirit. There are better things for you. I want to challenge you as we get into this this morning to think about where you are with Jesus Christ. Christianity is far more than just being saved. There's a people sometimes that I'm saved and I'm better than I was I'm saved yes but there are better things for you you, you you don't need to be immature anymore you don't need to just have milk anymore you need to as we talked about a couple weeks ago you need to order that steak 
are better things in Christianity. There are all sorts of things that are waiting for you to embrace as a believer. Don't be content with just being saved. Understand what God wants to do in your life now. God wants to accomplish some great things. God wants to grow you. God wants to use you. God wants to do amazing things in you. Believer, there are now better things. We ought not to be hung up on what he says in verses 1 and 2. As I said a moment ago, we need to have a great understanding now. We need to move on. We need to understand the church. We need to understand the gospel. We need to understand submission. We need to understand the greater good. We need to understand self-control. We need to understand yielding. We need to understand loving. We need to understand forgiving and forgiveness. We need to embrace and understand discernment and wisdom and maturity. We need to understand what we major on and what we minor on because there are better things. Move on. There are better things. A life lived under the cloak of of Scripture. Better things. Let's look at some of those Scriptures that we need to be living under that will help us with better things. And the remainder of my message is in effect passage after passage after passage after passage. Start with Galatians chapter 5. better things. A life lived under the cloak of Scripture. Under Here it is. I'm under Scripture. This is the life I'm living. And you will find in that life better things. Here are the better things that accompany salvation. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and its desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Better things. Believer, that's for you. Love, joy, and peace. Patience, kindness, goodness. Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Better things. Embrace those things. Let's go to the book of James, and what we're going to do is we're going to kind of be in books, and we're going to look at a handful of verses that talk about those better things that accompany salvation, things that we need to be grasping and holding on to, practicing and believing and cherishing in our lives, better things. James chapter 1, verse 2, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, and let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But he must ask in faith, without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord. Better things. What are the better things in this passage? Consider it all joy. Trials. Handling our trials differently. Those are the better things. Believer, go on. There are better things that accompany salvation. Verses 19 through 22. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. 
Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness in humility, receive the word implanted, which is able to save your souls. But prove yourselves to be doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Better things. Chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. If anyone thinks himself to be religious and yet does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this man's religion is worthless. Pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God and our Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their distresses and keeps oneself unspotted by the world. Better things. Chapter 4. Verse 1. What is the source of quarrels and conflicts among you? Is it not the source of your pleasures that wage war in your members? You lust and you do not have, so you commit murder. You're envious and cannot obtain. So you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You do not ask and do not receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your own pleasures. You adulterers, do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? Therefore, whoever wishes to make himself a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the Scripture speaks to no purpose? He jealously desires the Spirit which He has made to dwell in us, but He gives a greater grace. Therefore, it says, God is opposed to the proud and gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Better things. Move on. Chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore, to the one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it, to him it's sin. Better things. How about the one another's of the New Testament? Love one another and bear with one another. Forgive one another. Comfort one another. Encourage one another. Be kind to one another. Entreat one another. Encourage one another. I mean, there's a whole bunch of them. Those things that we need to embrace and take in, those are the things that we need to say, I want to practice those. I want to live that way because those are the better things that accompany salvation. Those are the things of maturity. Philippians chapter 2. Let's be in Philippians for a little while. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, if there, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there's any consolation of love, if there's any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. How about over in chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, a passage you know quite well. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Hey, there are better things that accompany salvation, and these are some of them. Verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worth, worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Now, honestly... 
you need to just think about that for a while and you need to consider that. We're talking about today the better things that accompany salvation. Move on. Mature. Don't be like those immature Christians. You know who Jesus Christ is. He lives inside of you. Move on. Practice. Embrace the better things that accompany salvation. And one of those things is this. The Bible says that you need to dwell on the things that are true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and of good repute and is full of excellence and is worthy of praise. How are you doing with that? That's the better thing. That's what we need to be doing in our lives. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. There's some better things. How about chapter 13, verse 1? Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, and they who have opposed, those who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves. Better things that accompany salvation. Christians should shine. Christians should stand out. Christians should be unique. You know, one of the reasons why we're not doing these things is because we're hung up with some of those basic things that the author of Hebrews said at the beginning of chapter 1, or chapter 6, leave those behind. You're still needing milk. Take on some meat. Mature. Grow. And practice these better things. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4, 5, and 6. We'll look at some things in there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. So this I say and affirm together with the Lord, that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. In other words, let me share with you some better things that accompany salvation. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which has been corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit, that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God, and it has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth with one another, each one with his neighbor, for we're members of one another. 
Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down in your anger. Do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer. Rather, he must labor and perform with his own hands what is good so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word that is good for edification according to the need of the moment so that he will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has also forgiven you, those are the things that accompany salvation that are the better things. That's what we need to move on to. Chapter 5 of Ephesians. Therefore be imitators of God and as beloved children. Now walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. There must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Why is that? Because with salvation comes better things. Let no man deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you formerly were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of righteousness consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. How about since we're in Ephesians, maybe we should jump over to the end of chapter 5. Here are some better things that we can concentrate on. You know these things. You know exactly what these are. You know, you know what this is. But are we concerned about them? Do we understand that these are the things that accompany salvation? That these are the things that we need to practice and do? Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is head of the wife, as Christ is also head of the church himself being the savior of the body but as the church is subject to christ so also wives ought to be to their husbands in everything husbands love your wives just as christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word that he might present to himself the church in all her glory having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she would be holy and blameless so husbands also ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his own wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church because we are members of his body for this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and shall be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh this is a great mystery but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church part of the better things that accompany salvation is that our marriages look different than everybody else's why? because they're about Christ they're not about us how about chapter 6? Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first command with promise, so that it may be well with you, so that you may live long on the earth. Father, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in sincerity of your heart, as to Christ. Not by way of eye service as men pleasers, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of of God from the heart, with good will render service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatever good each one does, 
This he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same things to them and give up threatening, knowing that both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. You know what the Bible is talking about in this passage and so many others? Submission. Willing to submit to the authorities that have been placed over us on this earth because that's part of better things that accompany salvation. We look different. We act different. Well, we are different. Let's finish chapter 6. Most of it. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might. You want to talk about better things? You want to talk about what about leaving things behind, the basic things that he talked about in Hebrews chapter 6, and you want to embrace better things, embrace these things this week. Understand that you need to put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. Realize that the struggle that is going on in this life that you are a part of is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in in heavenly places. This is a spiritual battle. Nobody's out to get you, except maybe Satan himself. You're a spiritual being, and you're part of a spiritual battle. Therefore, take up the full armor of God. Why? So that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand, because this is better, part of the better things that accompany salvation. Stand! having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, in addition, taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. Folks, those are better things. Those are better things. That's what we need to be doing. Let's spend some time in 1 Peter. 1 Peter. First Peter. Chapter 1. Verse 13. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourself also in all your behavior, because it is written, You shall be holy, for I am holy. Those are better things that accompany salvation. Chapter 2. Therefore, putting aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander, like newborn babies long for the pure milk of the word so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation because you have tasted the kindness of the Lord. Verse 13. Repeated theme from Romans. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether to a king as the one in authority or to governors as sent by Uh, um, by him for the punishment of evildoers and the praise of those who do right. For such is the will of God that in doing right you may silence the ignorance of foolish men. Act as free men and do not use your freedom as a covering for evil, but use it as bond slaves for the Lord. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Those are better things that accompany salvation. Chapter 3. In the same way you wives... Be submissive to your own husbands so that even if any of them are disobedient to the word, they may be won without a word by the behavior of their wives as they observe your chaste and respectful behavior. 
Your adornment must not be merely external, braiding the hair and wearing gold jewelry or putting on dresses, but let it be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit which is precious in the sight of God. For in this way, in former times, the holy women also who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you have become her children if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. You husbands, in the same way. Live with your wives in an understanding way, as with somebody weaker, since she is a woman, and show her honor as fellow as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered. Those are better those are better things. We leave and we move on. Verses eight and nine, to sum up, all of you be harmonious, sympathetic, brotherly, kind-hearted, humble in spirit, not returning evil for evil or insult for insult, but giving a blessing instead, for you were called for this very purpose that you might inherit a blessing. There are better things. For one who desires life to live and to see good days must keep his tongue from evil, his lips from speaking deceit. He must turn away from evil and do good. He must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous and his ears attend to their prayer, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Far, 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 far better things. In Hebrews, our author, he says, in the beginning of chapter 6, you should leave certain things. You should mature. You should move on. He talks a little bit about that in chapter 5, that, that we, he says in verse 12 of chapter 5, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you have need again for somebody to teach you the elementary principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. He challenges us to move on. He challenges us in chapter 6 to move on. And then in verse 9 of chapter 6, he says, but we are convinced of better things for you. Things that accompany salvation. The bottom line is this. Last week we looked at that incredible warning. And we saw that it would be a terrible, terrible, terrible place to be. To be a person that understood a little bit about God, had some enlightenment, and tasted the goodness of God, and partook in, in spiritual things, and yet never believed. Hung around on the edges, but rejected, and rejected, and rejected, and rejected. The Bible says... There comes a point when that person falls away, it's impossible for them to come back. We saw that that would be a horrible place. A horrible place to be when, when the soil is, is ready and it's, it's, it's been taken care of and yet only thorns and thistles are produced and the Bible says it's worthless and it's close to being cursed and it ends up being burned. And he said that would be a horrible place to be. And I believe that, that you're not there. That that's for the unbelievers. I believe that you are believers. But he says, you're still hanging around with the elementary things and the milk. Order a steak. Eat some meat. Move on. And embrace the better things. And practice the better things that accompany salvation.
This is what every shepherd wants. From the day the church began until the day the Lord Jesus comes again, every shepherd wants this of his people. Better things that accompany salvation. That we would all mature. That we'd all put aside that and embrace this. That we'd all come to a point where we say, you know what, I'm convicted that that's no longer what I should be doing. Elementary stuff. I'm done with that. Things of the old life. I'm done with that. I'm going to embrace this. There are better things that accompany salvation than what I've been doing in my life. It's what we want. It's what God wants. He's the great shepherd. He wants that for all of us. I don't know. I, I do not know where every one of you are today. I do not know your walk with God. We're all able to fool a lot of people. I don't know where your heart is. I'm not sure where you are when it comes to your desire for better things, and nor do you know me. We do not know one another in those things when it boils right down to it. But I do know this. Having been saved, having been blessed with every spiritual blessing we can possibly receive, every one of us needs to take a good hard look. A good hard look. Not at him, not at her, not at them. A good hard look at ourselves. And we need to ask God to reveal to us. Lord, what do I need to put aside? What do I need to leave behind? Show me the better things that accompany salvation that I need to embrace. Show me the meat, Lord. Convict me and grow me that I'd leave that milk and I would move on. Every single one of us needs to spend some time as the psalmist did and cry out, search me, O God, and know me. Try me. And see if there be any wicked way in me. It's time. Maybe it's time for some of us. Maybe it's time for most of us. Maybe it's time for all of us press on to put that old behind Peter kind of summed it up like this in chapter 4 he said this you have had enough in the past of evil things that godless people enjoy you've had enough of that stuff their immorality and their lust their feasting, their drunkenness their wild parties, their terrible idol worship you've had enough of that there are better things that accompany salvation. Things of God. Holy things. Eternal things. Things laid out in the scriptures. This week, let's embrace the better things. Let's be a part of, let's participate in, let's practice the better things that accompany salvation. Father, thank you very much that you have laid out for us in your word the big picture. How we should move and grow and go forward. You've laid out the better things for us. Father, we confess to you that it is incredibly easy to get stuck in those former things. 
it's incredibly easy to get stuck in the elementary teachings. And yet we know that's not a good place for us. That's not where you want us to be. And so, Father, I, I pray that you would convict us. We know that you have given us truth already. We know that you've given us the Holy Spirit already. It may be a matter for many of us just determining by the power of God enough. Better things is what I want to be about. I want to be about better things. I want to practice and participate in. I want to be surrounded by. I want to, I want to roll around in the better things that accompany salvation, not the things of the old. Father, this week, give us no rest. Do not let these words escape our minds. Better things, better things, the better things. Embrace better things for you.